Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We'll be talking about how to make an essay shorter. Now, this might shock some people because we in high school, for example, were often taught to always expand our writing to somehow exceed word counts of 2,000, 3,000, maybe even 4,000 words. Although I'm proud to say that I managed to write around 10,000 words in a night once on my own volition for a book that I'm still not done. Um, What I'd like to say is that I don't believe we've had enough training in our education prior to university where we actually learn how to make an essay shorter. My first draft of this essay, for example, is around 1,100 words long. That's not good. And I have not even added my resources, my peer-reviewed articles of which I'm supposed to tie in to this very essay. You want to know what the word count is supposed to be? 600 to 650 words. In fact, 650 is the capacity. It quite literally says in bold letters on the syllabus, do not go above 650 words. Is this not shocking? I feel like it would be very valuable to anyone listening, anyone in university right now whom is in humanities or, well, any course that involves writing essays to understand how to proceed with this. Because what I'm starting to learn now in university is that for the most part, quality over quantity. And as much as I love that, it can be frustrating considering our previous training. In the next clip, I will be providing you with an overview of changes I had to make to my essay and the thought process, the advancements, the tweaking, and the language I had to use in order to shorten certain sentences. Because if there's one thing, <laughs> there's, there's two things for certain. It's that I'm going to succeed and that's how I'm going to get an A. See you then. Firstly, so it's required of me to find peer-reviewed articles that will support my position in this essay. My general consensus is that the person who wrote these, the question for my essay is, do the rules of Andreas Kalayanis, ooh, I do not know how to pronounce his name, shape the way romantic love is represented today? And then I continue to say, well, the answer is yes, but that's not a good thing because, you know, it needs to be an essay. And then I go on and on and on and on about things that are more so my opinion on films than they are backed up by resources. That's because I have considerably, mo- most often, I have been an opinion writer. Most of my writing has always been opinionated my podcasts are often just opinionated but I want to change my direction not only because I want to provide more like actual value which like I do that sometimes I I kind of do half and half but what I succeed in most are my opinions but in order to actually drive those points or actually provide value you have to come to the table with additional information and that is what I love about these assignments here in university because these assignments the way that they're outlined and what they require of me they're very simple straightforward and actually will be benefiting me in my future as I want to continue to produce content whether it be written audio or visual and in order to do so just these classes are teaching me how to proceed with that in a more appropriate and efficient fashion so I'm very happy because I actually managed to find 
find several resources on the library website for my university. Amazing website. I am just so grateful that they have all of these resources open here online. I found different resources that I'm going to not only link in my bibliography, but potentially use as something to stand on for my positions because I need my arguments to be backed up. That was actually an issue that I almost faced with the previous essay that I wrote in one of our past episodes. I was simply commenting on what I had experienced with that essay. However, I'd like to mention that first, the only reason I did not discuss the essay with you guys is because I have not gotten a grade back on it, and I feel like that whole process is unfulfilled if we cannot speak on what I did and did not do right. Second, during that experience, near the very end of the middle of the episode, I was talking about how I had gone over the essay with a friend, and she had said that as much as this is a great essay, nowhere in this essay are your points actually specifically supported by the idea of another person. And that has been my problem. So now that I've had that experience, I feel far more confident and capable of producing my next essay in that different way of articulating my thoughts so that it can be to the standard of the individual that will be reading it based on the guidelines, the rubric, etc. I would like to also make a side note. As much as I would like to act like everything is fine right now, everything is not fine. Everything is not all well in Sierra's sanctuary. I'm pissed because I made tea and I posted about it on Instagram. I posted, you know, my little mug of tea in front of my computer while I was watching the fifth season of Dynasty, which I'm still low-key doing as I'm cutting in and out of recording my thoughts. This tea is disgusting, and I thought it would get better as a cool off, but I'm realizing now that that's the case with coffee. I didn't realize that when it tasted bad when it was hot, it was only going to get worse because I, I I tried it when it was hot. It's like, ooh, there's a little something at the back of my throat, you know? Like it, it, like it kind of hits at the back of your throat and it's this very bizarre taste. But as it's cooled off, I found that it's slowly tasting more and more like expired paper. No, I've never ingested expired paper. That's not the point of this conversation. My point here is that why Why am I still drinking it? It's making my throat feel good, but it's making my tongue revolt. And I just don't know how to feel. I feel, I feel, I don't know how to feel about this. I really don't. I'm very conflicted right now. But I just want to drink tea that doesn't taste bad. Perhaps I'm ignorant. Maybe I just haven't been exposed to good tea. Maybe I need to search for good tea to find the good in tea. But at this specific point in my life, I think I've only had good tea once. What's, what is the deal? <laughs> I'm starting to sound like one of those 90s stand-up comedians. What is the deal with tea? It never really tastes that good. And coffee. What's the deal? What's up with that? I, oh my God. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Hi guys. It's now been about a day since I originally recorded that section where I was talking about the fact that I was going to finish the essay. I've now finished what I believe is honestly a really great version of that essay. And the main problem with my previous version is I had a tendency to go on and on about what the characters were experiencing and feeling in their relationship when I was using it as an example for what the theory has perpetuated or allowed to shape, for what the theory of 
basically, I expanded too much and gave too much background with too many words. And I keep repeating the words too many because I feel like, once again, in high school, we were taught to expand our thoughts and, if anything, be a little redundant. In my second draft of the essay, I made sure to cut out literally everything that seemed like I was repeating my elaboration. And that alone allowed for me to cut like 50, 100 words off of the essay. Next, I made sure that I went back to what was required of me and decided to tighten up the sections where I was explaining my thesis. And finally, I, as a writer who mostly focuses on entertainment and opinion and persuasion, have a tendency to place interjections where they are not required. And I found at least seven spots where I had placed an interjection when I was supposed to just be answering a question. And that was how I was able to go from a thousand words to six to 600 successfully. I think that it's very important to use your discernment when you're shortening an essay. I also think that once you've overwritten, it is important to look at your rubric and then be honest with yourself. Is this section really necessary? Was this section actually going to prove your point? Or was it an example of your literary capacity? Is this quote too long? Can you paraphrase this in order to actually meet the quota? And in addition to this, my essay is to be only 600 words, for example. Do I need a long conclusion? I don't think so. In fact, the introduction is essentially the summary because I am simply putting my position, which is my answer, um, some background as to why I have that answer, and a peer-reviewed article's quote to support it, and then finishing with my thesis, even though my answer is my thesis, but you get the point. The conclusion can just be a couple sentences long in that case, rather than what we were often trained to do in high school, where we basically summarize everything that we wrote, which is, once again, redundant. Finally, I just simply like to touch base on the issue that I've been highlighting throughout this entire podcast episode, the issue of what we were taught in high school. Funnily enough, I remember often being told that essays were going to be so different once we got into university. I excelled in writing essays in high school. In fact, essays were the things that kind of saved my ass in classes that I was not succeeding in. For example, if I had to write an essay in history class, it would bring up my grade so much that when I failed, well, no, when I got a 60 on tech where I had to remember certain people's name because I'm not good at memorizing the names of people, it made up for it, right? Because I'm great at writing essays based on those requirements. And we were trained to overwrite, to expand our thoughts. But as I'm learning now, not only is it a quality over quantity thing in university, but high school was oftentimes a sort of factory so that these individuals could demonstrate that they've taught us how to provide quantity rather than quality. I often felt like teachers, staff, the society in itself, and my school in particular, cared far more about the quantity of students that succeeded rather than whether or not they had the quality of mind to pass without cheating. I remember in one of my math classes, if you didn't cheat, you didn't pass. It was well known that 80% minimum of our class was cheating and got away with it because fundamentally in this society, in this institution in particular, they preferred quantity over quality. They did not care about 
whether or not you understood, whether or not you could provide anything in short summations or if you could make sense of anything. They just wanted you to provide as much as possible. And I think that speaks to our society at large. I can't be the only one that notices how bizarre it is for so many people our age, not only people our age, but so many people within my generation in particular caring about quantity over quality. You want to have 20 friends, you want to have party friends, you want to have, I don't know, cocktail friends, or is that even our age? I don't know. Club friends, you want to have school friends, you want to have this many shoes, you want to have that many hookups, or maybe this many books, even though we know damn well you haven't read all of those books. You want to have the next phone, you want to have this experience, that experience, and you know, they all provide you some value. But what happened to our understanding and our respect for quality? No one wants to take the time, or I'm saying no one generally, I'm sure there are some people that do, but what happened to people? people wanting to take the time to nurture and to cultivate quality experiences and relationships, whether that be platonic or romantic. Whatever happened to, hmm, well, have we ever really been like that? I say whatever happened to because I'm speaking as if there was ever a period of time where people preferred quality over quantity. If anything, it's in human nature to prefer quantity of quality. And if not quality of quantity, if not quantity of quality, then at the very least quantity. That's how we've always been. It's a rarity to encounter individuals who comprehend the value of quality over quantity. And it even comes down to the way that we are taught to write. The way that we're taught to express ourselves is fundamentally redundant, lackluster, fundamentally, fundamentally dull and redundant. And I feel wrong. I feel irritated because I'm aware that there is a significant amount of people that do not attend university, post-secondary education, or of any, any form of post-high school education who are not going to get the experience of learning how to write an essay at an academic level, who are not going to be perfected and curated in a way where their minds can function at a level that is more appropriate for comprehending quality. And I think that's how the system is supposed to be. Over the last day, I managed to complete my essay. I also finished an important paragraph, but I'm going to be tweaking it later on tonight. And I've come to reflect on issues that, although they're not directly influenced or correlated with our teachers' inability to teach us how to write appropriate essays, um, still are great demonstrations of our great reflections of our perspectives as a majority of society, our great reflections of a majority of society's perceptions. Which is great, because I could probably use this long-form analogy in another essay for sociology. I know I have a micro-assignment for that. But I'm glad that I've been able to go through the process with you of comprehending what I did wrong and what I did right, how you could apply that same understanding to your own essays. Perhaps see if you can shorten this, see if you can shorten that, cut out parts you might be rambling or providing your own opinion. Check for biases and be honest with yourself. When in doubt, rewrite. I found that my second draft is always shorter than my first draft. Once you've given yourself the chance to simply blurt out all of the ideas that you have, though you might have thought they were structured at first, you can then summarize those ideas more and more until you've perfected your academic essay. This has been Sierra from Sierra Sanctuary. Things are rarely sanctuary-like, but we're getting there. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, follow, like for engagement, and give me... 
five-star rating because I fucking deserve it. Love you guys. Bye.